You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter. We are on Zoom with our co-host, Brittany March. What's up, Brittany? What's up, Pipe? How you doing? You good? Daesh. Yeah, I'm good. What's up, Daesh? Hey, how are you guys? Good. good. What's going on with you, Pipe? I am doing really well. Um, let me see. Surprisingly. It's interesting because, what is this? I think it's week 10 that I've been in the house. It's hard for me to tell, but it's something like that. Um, It's either 9 or 10. I think it's week 10 that I haven't left the house. Uh, But I did. So yesterday, it was pretty sunny. So I went in the backyard, and I stayed out there for a while. I bathed in the sun, and that was pretty cool. And then today, it's cold and it's dark. And it's just kind of been back and forth like that every day. So um, every day is different. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. What about what, what about for you guys? What's your what's your week been like? Well, the weekend was really nice. So, I'm, you know, I made it to the Riverwalk, I think, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday was like people were so busy like it was so many people out there it was like the fourth of july like you know when we do the fireworks at higher plaza whoa mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like that many people out there that's 10 like, i was like wow okay in this one area like not the concentrated area but like the like the fisherman's dock is usually chill with just like fishermen but it was like families of people like all types of people out there like barbecuing like now was a, had masks on some people did. I had my mask on. I was there to run. You know what I mean? That's my spot. So I wasn't okay. going to move my routine for anybody else. But there were some people who, like a whole group of people who would have masks on. And then there were a lot of people who didn't. So um, wait, you're running with a mask and, on? Uh, I do run with a mask on. But while I'm running, I have it down, of course. It's too difficult to run with it on. Oh, okay. But I'll like, because, because, yeah, well, because I like, what I do is like I like start at the edge of the fisherman dock, then I go to like um, where Joe Lewis is halfway sitting, and then I so walk back. That? So when I walk back, how I long, put my how, mask how, on. How far is that? That's just a mile. A mile, okay. So back and back and back and forth is two miles. Yeah. Okay. So it was interesting times? to see everybody out, huh? How many times you did that? Uh, I do that once a day no i mean how many times back and forth i'll just do a mile i'm right i'm trying to oh, i want to originally okay. i mean i want to yeah i eventually want to run a 5k in the fall so 
I'm just starting off with like working on my breath and working on my my pace and my time. So mm-hmm. I'm just starting out at mile. I'll go to two miles eventually, but not before, you know not till I get to the time that I want to be at for the mile. So so you, all that to say it was interesting uh, seeing all those people out there. So you going so from the the you said the fisherman dock to where again? To uh, Joe Lewis. Where is Joe Lewis? Right before the princess boat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like right. Yeah, right in that okay, area. Okay, so go back and forth. Are you on the water? Like next, to, like right next to the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's where the people are. Yeah. So, do you do you guys remember? You know, guys know where they like Mopop sits. It's like right there at the edge pipe. You know, like right at the end of Fourth Street. And days you've been oh, you see where like I um, pull up to my house. So mm-hmm. it's like right there by the bridge. Okay. It's right before you get to Southwest. Okay. And so usually it's like I said, it's just like fishermen who've been there who've been going there for five ten years they sit that's their spot that's where they post up on a river walk and it's pretty quiet but during like the fireworks and stuff you'll see other people come there and like because there's like limited space you know so many people are down there for the fireworks people usually straggle over into that area so that they can have a spot so sunday and saturday were like that like people were like straggling over to that area to like hang out basically. Wow. So then when, uh, when you're going there, you, mm-hmm. cause you were saying you have your mask on and off. So I'm saying you yeah. have people with your mask on or off. No, it's, um, it's, um, let me see if I can give a better visual to, to show that I'm social distancing. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically there's, the, there's a nice pathway. It's pretty. It's pretty wide, and so where I run, I'm I'm a good twelve feet from where the fishermen are. The fishermen are all lined up a, a, amongst the water, so they're close to the water. They they got their you know their their rods or whatever. But the people where their people are hanging out are people are sitting on the bench, and then you have people who like where I'm when I'm parked. There's like cars and stuff parked, so people are sitting inside their car. So the closest I come to people is about like a probably a good three to six feet proximity before I start running. But once I start running, I'm pretty I'm a good 12 feet, 20 feet away from anybody. Okay. so then when you so you run and then you get in your car and you go home. Yep. So do you disinfect your car? Yep. My, my mom keeps me with the Lysol wipes. So I, I get in the car, I put my hand sanitizer on. I was running with gloves, but that just became like just so much. much. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like when it was super cold, I was actually happy to have a mask because it would like give me some heat. And, you know, now that it's warmer, I, I can't bear it. So I get to the, you know, as I'm walking back, I put my mask on. And then, like, once I get to the car, like, I get in the car, put my mask off, put my hand sanitizer on, I have my Lysol wipes, I wipe down the car, and, yeah, that's my little process. And then I have, like, a little area where I can put, like, my trash, or, you know, put the trash in the little um, bag on the, like, side of my car, and then I try to take it out uh, once every other day. Okay, you know I got, like, three to five more questions, right? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, so, because, you know, I haven't left my house in, like, ten weeks, so... For me, I don't even know what the world looks like except for looking at people mm-hmm. on video. 
or pictures. Yeah. And my world that I remember from outside was like pre-COVID or like as it was starting. So any who's a, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of people or not people, but I've seen pictures of uh, discarded masks everywhere. Is that what it looks like? Oh my God. It, it's in certain areas. Yes. There's like gloves, masks, like wipes everywhere. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's a thing. That's I'm a thing. Scared. Yeah. It makes me scared it's, to go out. Because no, it's not like. But if the thing know, is scared, like, you yeah. know. Sure, sure. I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm just thinking sure. like the, the, that. That don't sound. <laughs> oh. no. Okay. All right. So that's something to fear. <laughs> No, it's not something to fear. It's just that it definitely is going to, I mean, I think Detroiters, we in general, like New Yorkers, we litter a lot and don't even realize it. Like we all, I I mean, it's just like a part of like, like a lot of our habits as Detroiters. And so from what I've noticed since I've lived in the city, you know, I see people just like, that's just like their second motion. Like they're like washing their hands or like putting lotion on their hands is to throw trash out when they're done with it. So I think in general, as the traders, we could get better at littering. So now that like there, you can tell that there's something going on because there's like part of the trash that you see now is gloves and masks, if that makes sense. So it's not like a post-apocalyptic where you just see like masks and like skeletons laying around and you're like, oh my God. But you're like, wow, this has become part of the litter too. It's got to change the air quality. No, maybe. I mean, we need, we need if you have COVID, yeah, we need to ask a scientist. Yeah, I, I need confirmation. That's a good. That's a good point, though. That's a good. I need point, confirmation. <laughs> All right. Now another question I have: When you are like you're done, you get in your car, and then you go to your house. Mm-hmm. You take your shoes off before you go in your house, or you got like a like a. Yep. Um, they go in the same what? place. They go into the same place every corner. They go into the same place every time I walk out. That's the first thing I do. The keys have a spot now. Everything has a spot. Um, there's like a little area where, um, you know, I put everything. I was much better when this, of course, offers took place, right? Where it was like a, a, a clock system. But, you know, like clothes, you know, take the clothes immediately off, you know, shower. Um, you know, not trying to say that I'm like perfect at it, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with it. I'm pretty good with it. Mm-hmm. so it, it definitely is it definitely is different than what I would I mean kind of sort of different than what I would have done it's not like a hassle because you know I think you know we're pretty clean people you know so it's just like nothing too much different but I would say like a lot more especially with the car like getting into the car remembering the hand you know sanitize my hands remembering while I'm running or after I'm running like, like not to touch too much you know like I get done and the first thing I want to do is just like, you know, pass out, put my hands on my face, you know, or put my hands down like where I'm sitting to catch my breath. And I have to remember like, you know, as limited touches as possible, you know, so your mind definitely moves a little different, you know, So what about, as far as like being inside the house. So what about if you run, is it like mm-hmm. you run and then you got to go straight home? Like, would you ever run and then go to the grocery store or would you ever run and then go like you have to go home first right 
and then go yeah. do your day and do something different? No, it's usually the last thing. It's the last thing I do. Is run. Working out is the last thing I do in the day, yes. Now, do you visit people? Have you visited people? Mm-mm. When was the last no, time? I did go see my... I do go... Um, I haven't visited anyone since this happened. <laughs> like, you mean like going to someone's house and hang out? Yeah, or just, yeah, just go by somebody's house. Or, I haven't, or, I haven't or done since, since you have. Yeah. What about you, Deja? When was the last time you visited somebody? It's been a minute. Go no, by a wave, no. say hi. Keep have you moving. left your house? Yeah, to you go left? to the park and stuff. Oh, you have gone to the park. Okay, you got to tell us about this. What is? This yeah, situation? just like Brittany says, just packed. Like when it was chilly outside, there weren't that many people there. But then as it got um, like nicer, as the weather got nicer, I started started to see more people out and less people caring about social distancing. Like I saw bigger groups. Um, but yeah, I was just saying today how it's crazy that the grocery stores are packed 24 seven now. And even before, like when the economy was what it was previously, like it wasn't crazy like this 24 seven, like even on the weekends when people to get paid again and then they you know stock up on everything for the house for the weekend like grocery lines weren't this crazy All every right, so, day it's a long ass line so who's on who's, <laughs> who's winning off covid right now like who's winning financially off covid right now it's so funny that you asked that Amazon. because that's literally what I, one of the things that i wanted to talk about later um where the oh, tech we companies can, we can save it for later we can save it Okay. All right. But to answer your question from, you know, from what I've seen, the, the, that's what I want to talk about later is the tech companies are, are coming out pretty big. Wow. I think the grocery stores, hopefully, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're right? independent grocer. I hope your independent grocer is winning. Like uh, your neighborhood grocery stores, you mean? Yeah. Like, I, uh-huh. like, like the, the mom and pop ones? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I really hope they're winning. It's hard, though, because like, they have to have higher prices, you know? That's true. And it's probably hard for them. That's true. Like, they got to charge extra. And, like, people could just go to, like, a big box store, you know, and get their crap cheaper. And, I mean, not crap, but get their get their produce and stuff cheaper. And um, as opposed to go to, you know, the corner, you know, or the mom and pop. I'm going to send some love to mm-hmm. the mom and pop stores, and I hope people go... I hope they're able to service people the best they can. Because at the same time, too, I can't blame people for wanting to pay less money. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, I mean, it, to be honest, like, it's it's incredible. You know, I, I still am going into the store. I shop for my mom. I shop for myself. Um, I probably go once every week to the grocery store. And I do go like maybe once a week, like to like a to your point, like the small mom that like pops down here to like grab like more strawberries or something that I may run out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it's unreal and impeccable how mom and pops, even the big, you know, the bigger stores, Whole Foods, the natural food patches, the all the stores that are still open, how they turned their stores around in such quick time. You know what I mean? So like for real, like when we talk about like people working still and being essential and 
being frontline workers, it's like, to me, also really cool to see how they prioritize our health as well. You know, us coming into the stores. I mean, of course, liability goes into it. You know, laws probably go into it. But it still, to me, is unreal how the new norms in the stores um, are helping everybody else kind of adjust and feel more comfortable about being in the stores. You know, from the lines that they put down... Tell me about the new Deja, you can Deja, you can probably talk to it too, but like the like the, the six feet lines that they have in the grocery store. Have you seen that, Deja? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every store like has like a six feet. The the cash registers have like plastic. I don't even know what you Serious. would call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else, Deja? Just yeah, like you said, long lines. You see lots of signs requesting that people adhere to social distancing, the six-foot rule. Um, stores right here aren't really enforcing, um, like, limits, though. Mm. Like, like Lowe's is, like, I think Lowe's had, like, a 50-person, I forgot how they worded it, but Per square foot, there can only be a certain amount of people in that like radius. So that's mm. how they limit how many people can be in the store at store. one point, mm-hmm. and that includes employees. So it's just been really weird. Like I'm not used to it yet, and I don't want to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it 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 it'll be. I've seen places like McDonald's who've done like actual like you know most of these stores are coming up with their own way of putting down the six feet distancing, whether it be tape or lettering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But McDonald's had a, a a a location where they actually got their traditional McDonald's signage and put it down on the ground, which was unreal to me. Um, and today's point, you know, they are only allowing certain amount of people in the store. So it's like watching, you know, people stand outside for the club because this is like <laughs> a line out there. People are hanging out. People are talking to each other. It's it's different for sure. It's it's definitely weird. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I seen. Have in y'all whole, seen you anybody know, in hazmat walk- suits yet? No. No, I haven't seen that. That's going to be me when I finally get out. <laughs> it's going to be 90 degrees. <laughs> and I'm going to have a full-on hazmat suit with goggles. <laughs> Remember that lady? Yep, sure did. Yep, sure did. Remember her? <laughs> oh, <but> it's funny. <laughs> Oh, but they are asking you not to come into the store if you don't have a mask, which I think is which is which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like you can't don't be in here if you don't have a mask. Y'all don't come in. So I saw a story that. recently where a security. Yeah, I saw a story recently where a security guard got shot. Um, I think it was in Flint. Oh yeah, um, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, his is this? this guy told, or I'm sorry, a security guard told the patron that she couldn't come in because she didn't have a mask. So she left and called her dude. He came up there and shot the security guy. That's uh-huh. unreal. Yeah. You know, that's just, that, Wasn't it a white I don't even know what to say to that. No, they were black. Oh, they were black? Okay. Because somebody sent me something about a white supremacist did the same thing. I have to try mm-hmm. to find it. So, so he told her, don't come in here with the mask, and he went up there and shot him. 
man yeah she called her her significant other i guess and he came up there and shot him so now Mm -hmm. she's in prison and he's in prison or not in but now they're both headed god it's like over a mask well we could say it's over a mask but clearly there's some serious issues going on there um because that's not what i would call i don't want to say it's not normal behavior and you don't even know what like i wasn't there or whatever but you don't even know what she told the boyfriend you know what i mean right and also too you know it's so much trauma going on right now like folks are just on edge i mean it already was on edge you know what i mean but my goodness um, yeah that's that's unsettling it's, it's it's yeah that's a good word unsettling man we're gonna send that security guard's family you know what i'm saying send them some love and you know what i'm gonna do my empathy thing and i'm gonna send the young lady and the man that shot him i'm gonna send them some too because for folks to be everybody knows what's going on at this point and for folks to be like in that state like what state are they actually in you know what i'm saying like what's their what's like for you to be like that what's your state of rest like that must be turmoil wow you know what i mean it's too much to think about but um that's a lot um but okay Brittany, let's talk about your topic i want to talk about this i want to hear i do i want to hear from you (laughs) well um you know how i feel about uh social distancing um from online like i think that um honestly i think that social media has been it's a it's the it through coronavirus, it's, it has shown itself true to the fact that it's a gift and a curse. So I love, let's talk about how I love the fact that um, people are finding creative ways to stay in touch with each other, um, hold meetings, um, entertain, sell things, uh, you know, provide inspiration. I think that it, it's been very welcoming and warming um, to have social media during these times. Um, but with that, you know, I always believe that, you know, you should find a way to balance not just time on social media, but time online, uh, time on your phone. You know, I think we talked about this before COVID, you know, you know, took a turn, um, on the world, but I think even, you know, more during COVID, I think we should be a little bit more, um, aware of how much time we're spending on our phone one because of uh, radiation uh two because there's so many things that the universe and god is blessing us to be able to concentrate on right now uh, including ourselves and three um because people um at data companies and in, and the government are using how you're on your phone to track quote unquote covid um i mentioned that to say that uh, also during 9-11, during another epidemic, the tracking and the data that the government, and the way that the government tracked data during 
some of those same data tracking are still in place today. They didn't go away just because 9-11 in New York had calmed down. So you asked earlier, who are some of the big winners doing COVID-19? And I believe one of the biggest ones when we look back into the history books are going to be big tech companies and small Kickstarter tech companies who are looking for clients amongst the government, looking for uh, clients amongst the healthcare workers, uh, hospitals, who are trying to, uh, you know, get data. So what has been happening are that hospitals, again, are trying to find a way to track COVID. Also the government and also private sector schools like Harvard are looking for creative ways to track data amongst people who have COVID, to track uh, the the decline or the, the, the incline of COVID. So what this means is, is as these tech companies get these contracts and show the government and show the, these hospitals and show these private sector schools how to track this data with certain algorithms and certain applications, these applications are going to stay and embedded inside of these people's processes. Meaning when the government, when the healthcare, and when private sectors want to use this data at any point in time, not doing a pandemic or an epidemic or what you ever want to call it, there's going to be a way for them to use this data. Um, One of the biggest ways that this data is used is location services. Uh, For instance, uh, there's a tech company that worked with Comcast Uh, that took a look at the amount of data people were using on a month-to-month basis on their uh, home Wi-Fi versus their data that they were using on their cell phone to see if people were truly staying at home. So they saw a spike of people's uh, cell phone data go up versus the amount of home Wi-Fi that people were using, which was leading people to believe that the change in weather was affecting people going outside more, which uh, could, you know, potentially be a hazard, which is, sounds okay, right? You know, that, that's perfectly fine. Um, but what I don't want to happen is, is that this data in turn is used and, t- and, and is used to take another, I would say, another reach or another um, quantum leap in how the government is able to watch us and to indirectly, you know, get us you know, track us in a position where we lose some of our privacy. So privacy is really important to me. I think that just like water we talk about on a, on a, on a you know, on a weekly basis on the show, I think privacy is a human right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to go to Lansing and hold a rifle for my privacy. But what I am saying is, is there's things that we can do on an individual base to protect our privacy without being loud about it so that they know how to conform to our patterns of being upset about them um, taking our, da- you know, our data away. I think we should do it. You know? So when you're at home, don't always be on the home Wi-Fi. If you have a cell phone data, you have cell phone, you have a cell phone plan and you have data, use some of the data. Don't turn your Wi-Fi off. Um, and when you have the ability to connect to Wi-Fi when you're out, Maybe connect to the Wi-Fi. They're using all these different algorithms, not just for COVID, but to see how that they can keep some of this tracking information for later. So, I mean, um, I saw where a, a, a guy who used to be a, a CIA informant and had worked for the government for years opened up his uh, small Kickstarter tech company and had been cold calling different um, 
private colleges even uh, calling on certain um, facets of the government to see if he could, you know, pick up a contract. And he called Harvard and Harvard was in the midst of trying to figure out how that they how they were going to track their data and what they were going to use. And we're trying to find a company that wouldn't necessarily, you know, cross the lines of privacy as much as other companies. And it was kind of perfect timing for this guy and he was able to get the contract with Harvard. So you have, there's a huge concentration on data tracking right now. So I think it's okay, but in imbalance, we as people should be able to protect ourselves from our data. As you have Google and Apple working together to provide data, you have a lot of these big tech companies that are coming together to give the government information about us. And again, a lot of it is coming through location services. So I just wanted to share that. We got to get Tawana on here. Tawana Petty. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Let's do it. Yeah, she can she can talk us through that. She's one of those, them type of security, data security experts. Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Deja, did you have anything to add to the conversation? No, I was just listening to Brittany. That was great. That was a great segment. Yeah, Brittany, you're a G. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's real stuff. I mean, this is stuff that goes, you know, that goes on underneath us, uh, right underneath us, and then we don't find out about it until ten years later in a documentary, and we're like, "Wow, this was going on. This is how mm-hmm. we got to this point, mm-hmm. and this is the phase that we're in." You know, this is where the wild wild west is really taking, you know, taking its toll on when, you know, what it can do with data and how it can affect, to Piper's point about, you know, policies and uh, legislations and just alone on being, you know, informal case studies or focus groups on how people think, you know. So we have to be careful and we have to be informed of that. And there's things you can do, right? Like turning off things, like not allowing your location to yes. be used. Um, yes. You know, and then when it's like the cookies, like, you know, clearing your cash. Um, there's some other deeper things that can be used, like uh, protecting your ISP uh, location and mm. address, um, you know, using a different ISP, uh, rerouting your ISP. Mm. Um but I think, you know, the simpler things, like if people are like, oh, God, there's too much, just turn, like, turn off your location. Don't allow your location for all these apps. Go into your phone and look at all the apps that are doing sharing and the ones that you don't, that you're not using, turn them off. If you're not using it, it doesn't need to be sharing. Some of these apps are doing sharing in the background, you know. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, th- those are like simpler things. There's much more other things that you can do, like with your box, you know, with your internet uh, line, with your ISP, with, you know, your ID, like all type of stuff. But we should bring Tawana on to like do the deeper, deeper, deeper dive. Um, I would love that pipe. Okay. I'm going to ask her when she could come on. Thanks for that, Brittany. Okay. You're so brilliant. Hand of course. To you. <laughs> I get it from y'all. <laughs> How's your mom? Mom is good. I took her some stuff Saturday. I was pretending like she opened the garage door and she had this Lysol can in her hand. 
So I was like pretending like I was about to like walk up and hug her and she started screaming the lights <laughs> off. So. <laughs> Did she have a mask on? I bought, that's what I was bringing. One of the things I was bringing was her mask. She hasn't left the house and she wants to. So she's like happy now that she has a mask so she can like go to at least the corner store. I'm like, Ma, you need to get some sun. Just go sit out on the, you know, the porch or the balcony or whatever. Yeah. So she says she's going to start doing that now, but she's doing fine. She's doing her Bible study, learning about technology, learning how to use Zoom like we're using. So, I'm, you know, I'm proud of her. She's staying busy. How's your mom doing? How your how's your mom doing too? Deja mom, Mother's Day is what Sunday? Yeah, yeah. it is. Mine's good. That's it. Deja's huh? short and sweet. <laughs> I don't know. It got, it got silent. I was like, hello. But no, mine's good. Um, yeah. She's working from home, so she just does that every day, and then kind of does her own thing after that. So that's cool. Same old, same old. I got you. Pipe. My mom, How's mama pipe. My mom's annoyed with me. <laughs> no, she. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> my mom's going stir crazy. She, she, she's, she's picking on me and just, you know, but it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like me and her, we going back. You and always forth. change her. You always change her diet when you guys are around each other for a certain period of time. I feel like. Well, that's why she's pissed with me. So, um, but because we're a vegan home and so she was about to kill me but um she called and figured out how to get her meals on wheels delivered to here rerouted from her building to here so her meals on wheels will come here and you know that's cool that's how she can get her meat that she wants that she loves um so it is what it is but um no, I had to, I really was trying to make her, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it's, that's her choices. You know what I'm saying? So she's doing what she's doing her. Of course. So it's, it's, it's hard. I get it. It's hard, but it is what it is. <laughs> but I, but I was teasing my mom. I was like, this is my house. You follow my rules. <laughs> my mom was like, I, she was like, I'll still kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it is what it is. That's cool, okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, I just wanted to ask you, Deja, the um, mm-hmm. with the with the so you have the iPad and you have an iPhone, right? And yes. The, and then, do you have a computer or no? Or that that you use the iPad no. and the phone is a computer, right? Correct. Um, so when so when you're using your um devices, do you do you do like your like you go in and check like your um I don't wanna say like the spyware, but do you go in and check like what apps are using the location and stuff like that and turn it off? Um well usually when I like download an app and it asks me for that, depending on what it wants. They usually say no, or I'll say only allow once. Um, and then if I need it to use my location again, then I'll go back in and do it. But for the most part, um, no, I don't regularly check it. No. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Brittany? You have a you have a PC, right? 
that's my my PC is my work computer. And on my Mac, I use my MacBook at home. Um, I have I've been taking it out, God knows when. But um, I'm, you know, I'm. I usually for my computer, there's not much that I, I'm getting on. Um, on my cell phone, I don't share my location with anything. But you know, if I'm going, you know, my map. But at this point, it's all compromised. <laughs> to be honest with you, so mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I do use my map my locations for my map and then I try to clean my cookies um as much as possible uh and just limit my time on it all together to be honest so I had like I was saying to you guys I once I found out that they're they're tracking data based on how much you know how much wi-fi of our wi-fi we're using versus our cell phone data I start I flip-flop it you know I, I, I play little tricks so this like I said at this point it's pretty much all compromised, but it's it's not, you know, what information they have is 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 it valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I do that. I go in I probably do it like once a week, you know, on the weekends I do it. I go in and I check stuff. I mean I'm but I'm like a I keep all my apps up to date. I um mm. I erase all the email. Like I go in, like I can't stand to have like the new email. Like I immediately go in and read and erase all email mm-hmm. and file. I I read, erase, and file all emails. Same thing on my social media. Mm-hmm. Like all my social media, I have no notifications. All all my notifications are turned off, and then like all my inbox messages are checked. Like, I'm just one of those people, like, I can't stand to see, like, the little dots that let you know that you have a message. That drives me <laughs> insane. Like, I have to check it. Like, even if it's spam, whatever, like, I just need it to be gone. Like, I need it to be, like, clean. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a new message and I'm like, oh, okay, it, it stands out. Like, okay, I need to check this. I need to update. I need to, you know, there's new messages here. I need to check my email. I got a new text. You know, I don't know. But it's funny because, like, I have like, you know, friends and they don't care about stuff like that. And they'll have just like mm. stuff all over the place. And I might look at their phone and be like, that would drive me nuts. You know, like to have messages or whatever. I don't know. It's just interesting. But um, I'm just saying all that to say that I'm constantly because I'm checking everything all the time and I belong to all these blogs and these listservs and blah, blah, blah. I get so much news in my in my inbox and I spend literally mm. like I'll say I do about an hour in the mornings after I do my little prayer and everything. I do about an hour, hour and a half of just reading news, sometimes up to two hours of reading news. And then I'll do like an afternoon news check for about an hour and then I'm done. So most of my news I get unless there's like something breaking that happens in the evening but if there's nothing breaking like I, I probably don't read news after the afternoon like I'm done with the afternoon and then I'm not checking for no news and afternoon for me is like anywhere between like noon and like three you know but after that I don't really check um I check for news like about seven in the morning seven eight you know what I'm saying? I do my news. Um, 
but yeah so i don't know if that uh if that hurts or helps but i think what it helps me do is kind of regulate my usage and then i have like a routine where i like check my you know my updates because like that stuff comes you know what i'm saying so while i check the news it's like oh Let's update the phone or update the computer or see what new technology there is or see what they're trying to do to us in the government or, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But um, I think most of my usage on the computer is really doing research. I'm be honest with you. Um, doing mostly a lot of tech, mm-hmm. a lot of tech research because I've been working on my website. OK, I got my personal website done. And that I it got looks to- great. You like it? I love it. If anybody's listening, pipercarter.com. So I did my I did mm-hmm. my personal website, but that was because people were telling me they don't know who I what I do. You know, people always say they don't know what I do. Um which is really funny because people think that I'm a, a rapper and um so much so that I actually got nominated as um best female rapper. <laughs> I'm so serious for the Detroit Hip Hop Awards. <laughs> Everybody was pissed at me. I was nominated for Best Female MC. But uh, <laughs> I know it's hilarious. But um, now people can go to pipercarter.com and see I'm not a rapper. <laughs> I know. Uh, and it just helped, you know, I did like one, I put on my website, I put one page per thing I do. So one is for my photography. One is for my, um, one is like a general bio. One is for my, that's one page. One page is for my photography. One page is for, um, the podcast. One page is for DJing. One page is for activism. And one page is for the music, for the women in hip-hop. Oh, and then one page is for the book that's coming out. Um, And then there's, like, the contact page or whatever. So, And now this weekend and all this week, I've been working on the women in hip-hop site. I redid it. Um, It needs a little work because uh, the phone version doesn't look like the web version but um i contacted uh thank goodness the theme, the person that owns the theme is a woman and i didn't find that out until i had the email from the documentation page of the theme and then i emailed like hey you know i'm having trouble with blah 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 so i've literally been emailing her like multiple times per day and she's been pretty responsive. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, her company is called Fila Themes, F-I-L-A-T-H-E-M-E-S, Fila Themes. She makes themes for WordPress. Um, and so, yeah, there's that. And then, um, yeah, I've just been struggling with uh, the redesign of the site. And I think it's just, I I used, um, what is it wp shopify like the wordpress shopify because that's where my store is for where my merchandise is so something happened because i tried to use like the wp shopify with the woocommerce 
and then that didn't interact well with the theme and so I had problems with the like the coding was overriding and stuff was just acting crazy man but um at this point if you go to uh wefoundhiphop.com I added um a page called COVID resources for artists so if you go on there and go to the COVID um, artist page I put a whole bunch of resources for artists on that page so that's pretty robust you can go check that out and um and then on the front page i put um our like because you know the book release is going to be coming up so i put the book and where and you can purchase the book um women rapping revolution the book about our work Uh, not trying to digress but are we going to get them on the show yeah, we got to get him back on the show. So I'm going to reach out to him. And then um, okay. then you scroll down and I got some pictures from past events. And then I got our SoundCloud. Oh, and our merchandise. And so all that I put on the front page this time so that people don't have to dig. But then it's also nested. So go on that site. Give me feedback. Tell me how it feels, how it looks. I'm really trying to make it more of a useful site for women in hip hop. Like I got a community page, which I got to go in. And now I added all the names of different women in hip hop from Detroit. So I got to go in there and now I need to like beef that page up by like adding links. And there's so many women I was going to add, like I was going to do like a picture, which I still might do. I'm still trying to think of how to do that page. So y'all check that out. Cause I'm thinking to do, like a picture and then their their social media links and like categorize them under what they do. But if y'all check out the site and tell me how it could be most useful, that'd be good. Cause I do want it to be a resource for folks and um you know, a way that people could find different women, you know, because people always say, you know, uh that it's hard for them to find women. You know what I mean? So trying to make it that that place that you know different women know they could come to this place and you know we'll put them up we'll put their music we'll put their links you know so people could find them um so yeah and you know what else we're working on but i i have to tell you behind the scenes Brittany, uh until i get the paperwork signed <laughs> paperwork signed yeah the, the, to, to the next pro- the next special project so it's a special project for women in hip hop coming up. It's very exciting, so we'll talk about it offline. But anyway, I'm excited. That whole conversation was more about technology and how I'm struggling with my website. But um, but I already well, that's why it out. looks great because I'm struggling through it. Well, thank you. Well, you know what? I've I've been going back and forth with these tech people. What's that? Oh, but um, I mean, I've I've um. I've literally like been struggling with these people and I feel like I could probably teach a class, although I wouldn't want to. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's so difficult. You know what I mean? Like stuff is just not the way they have it set up. They think those developers think that stuff is intuitive, but it's not. It's so not (laughs) user friendly. But um, I got four sites all through Bluehost on WordPress and like, what was funny is one of my one of my friends hit me up was like used because I told her and she was like, 
ha 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 you still using wordpress and i was like yeah i'm using wordpress because i paid for wordpress and i'm going to use it and all four of my sites are done through wordpress and so yeah and she was like oh you should use squarespace i'm like how about this if people call me to design a site for them they're gonna get a squarespace site but piper carter she gonna keep using wordpress because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to transfer all that data and do all that transfer to a different platform. Cause you know, you're going to lose some stuff, right? And then you got to redo everything. It well, if you, you know, it's a period where you have to back up your site and then you got to download everything. And then, you know, it may or may not transfer. It may or may not work. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not about to do it. I'm already kind of sort of doing that for each site because I already transferred everything from like the WordPress hosting to the Bluehost hosting. And then even with that, I um had to do the full, I did the full, I didn't have to, but I chose to do the full migration. And so that was so I can have, you know, it hosted and then have more, you know, choices and, and more robust and have it be able to use more of the robust features that you can use when it's when it's um when it's hosted. And so uh you know I was just going through that, just going through that learning curve and that process. It's like I I say it's like that period when people are growing their locks and they call it like the ugly period when they gotta grow their locks and it's like that period when the locks <laughs> there. That's where I am right now with my um with with I'm my forward to it. Like, we'll see, but go on there, check <laughs> it out, tell me what you think. It's still it's still getting built out. Like some of the pages are like some of the pages was really looking good when it was on when I had it on WordPress. But now that I transferred it over and I'm using the theme and I have all these plugins and stuff is like acting janky and blah 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 with the PHP language. It's like once I get things straightened out, then it'll be like way it's be way more dynamic, more functionality. It'll be more interactive and hopefully it'll be like I said, a way more useful tool for women that identify as hip hop artists, whether that's dance, visual arts, music production, DJing, emceeing, fashion, you know, the different aspects. Vegan chefs. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Put me on that website, girl. Yeah, yes. I'll go. <laughs> you ain't trying to do no business. So I'm like, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> remember the what? last show i said i asked you did you i said um homegirl wanted a chef and you was like shoot <laughs> no. <laughs> no i was like oh, okay oh come on now that's that no 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 i just said i'm not i'm a, so you then you'll be be mad because you you hooked me up with a deal and i fell flat on my face like i wouldn't be like we're not ready for that yet like basically we uh, we need a community kitchen right now during these times. So yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to like set up, do something right now and, you know, make people sick or like, you know, not exceed their expectations. Like, I, I just it. don't want to fall on my face. But after this, oh, you already know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something uh, there. There's a bunch of seminars and things about how to get COVID ready um, for small businesses. And so um, I'll send you those resources. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm going to see if they have ones for like, you know, the food people. Cause I know 
um that's probably like a huge need right now and a huge uh you know opportunity so i'm gonna I'm a, um check in with food lab and the um, food policy council and all the different okay. folks with all the food stuff to see like how they can help people be prepared and ready to do business um you know at this time so yeah yes yes um, yes you did you have a, another topic um kind of sort of uh nothing too heavy i just wanted to get both of your guys's opinion um i mean we're what like basically five five or six months okay seven months no we're six months away from the presidential election am i right it's in november right november so mm -hmm. It's interesting that there's like six months of campaigning technically um, that can be done. Uh, there's a lot just like going on. Uh, Joe Biden, I think there's a split on um, what people feel about Joe Biden. You got people who feel like by any means necessary, get Trump out of the White House. Uh, you have people who are like, we don't like him. We're not voting for him. Um, and then you have people who are like, he's going to have to win our vote uh, per Diddy. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. over the last uh, week. Where Asia, did those you see it? Would you guys? I saw people talking about it. I couldn't bring myself to actually watch it because I didn't <laughs> want to believe that. <laughs> that was the truth. I was like, no. No. <laughs> Wait, did you watch it? You watched Britney? No. Wait, Brittany, you watched it? I watched some of it. Some of it. It was very... Did he just... I don't know about him, man. Wait. I understand. You wait, before you get into that... How, I, I, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Before yeah. you get into that, yesterday, last night, <laughs> my mom was on Amazon because she loved Amazon. I know, I know. We're supposed to be boycotting. My mom loved Amazon. So she was on there. She was like... She called me. She's like, Piper, come here in the room. And I went in the room and she was like, isn't this Diddy? And I was like, yes. And she was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And um, he's got like some kind of like meditation <laughs> like video thing that he's doing. I'm trying not to laugh because like I, I, this is actually what hey, I did. Uh-huh. I actually want this from my mm -hmm. celebrities. Like, I really want them to do self-care and meditation, but it's just funny because he got that, like, take that, take that. He got, like, that voice. <laughs> and it's like a meditation. Somebody was telling me about this. It's like a meditation um, series that he has on Amazon. And my mom was like, should I get this? And I said, you want Diddy whispering in your ear all night? <laughs> 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 she was like, "You right? No, I'm not gonna get it." <laughs> but you right. I, I, told, I told her, I said, "Well, you know, I said, why don't you get it? Check it out. See if you like it." So I'm going to go ask her. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> she she was like, "Just listen to this." I said, "Please, no, ma, no." But she played it. It was You're talking like, about some. Take what? that. Take that. What a shit it was like two minutes if y'all go on the amazon and it's like diddy something i don't know it's some self-help thing it's something that he's pushing his new thing he's pushing his new product but it's on amazon and it's hilarious because he got that ghetto voice and he it sounds like he's trying to 
sound like Deepak Chopra, but it's like Diddy. And it's like, so so you know, y'all, y'all gotta like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got focus, you know what I'm saying? And like, it's like that, you know? But um, it's just funny. But you know what? Um, This is what I want for my celebrities to do positive stuff. So I'm not gonna... I'm clowning, but let me take you back. I'm sorry. I don't want to clown. Um, I hope it. I hope it's it, okay. Like he can take a joke. I hope it's successful. You know okay. what I mean? That's positive. That's a positive piece of content, material, uh, product. So if he's gonna move something, I'll, I'd rather him move that. And we've been saying we want our celebrities to move that stuff. So let me just send that to him. I know it's capitalism. But um, you know, more power <laughs> to you, Diddy. Do your thing. Do your thing. Take that. Bro. Take that. Take that. So my bad. I just had to let y'all know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I just. It's okay. Like so, then you got Diddy who's making comments about uh, Biden's gonna have to earn our vote, and about him possibly being a Trump supporter. Like a lot of, a lot of people are turning the curve on being Trump supporters, and then you have Michelle Obama who. I think her her documentary is going to air this Wednesday, which is which will be April sixth um, on Netflix, May. if I'm not mistaken. May sixth, May. Oh, I'm tripping. Sorry, May sixth. Um, which Piper, you had the opportunity to go see Michelle Obama when the book came out at Wayne State, right? It was at shoot Wayne State. Nah, that joint was at the uh, Little Caesars. Little Caesars, yo. Little Caesars, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. I saw people. Obama. Yeah. I'm sorry, her husband, Barack Obama, I saw him at Wayne State. He came to Wayne State, like, during his second term. And he came, and that's where I went and saw him at Wayne State. I forgot that. Michelle, yeah, she was at Little Caesars when the book came out. And so, basically, I'm I'm assuming the documentary is going to be about her travels in, you know, doing the Becoming book. Um, And I think it came out that she made some statements that her disappointment wasn't in people voting for Trump was the the fact that the Black community didn't vote as much as they should have um, and that it caused her a lot of a, a lot of trauma and heartache um, so it's just you know what oh, then caused her trauma and heartache not that black people are not voting but that black people don't have nothing to vote for mm. that is mm. what caused you the trauma and heartache and don't get me wrong because I agree I'm gonna hold my <laughs> nose and vote for Biden. <laughs> and the only reason that I'm going to do that is because of the, the stakes of the numbers and the way the system works. I'm not actually, yeah. I mean, let me not say I'm not actually voting for Biden because I'm going to actually vote for Biden. But <laughs> my intention is not that I believe in Biden. I think he's full of crap. I think he's a, a racist, a sexist, and and all that terrible stuff. Um, will he do things differently than Trump? We we and in reality, we don't know what he'll do till he gets in there, right? Mm-hmm. And in reality, mm-hmm. we know that there's a system, and the system is pulling the strings. We know that these aren't Trump decisions. He's a great actor. They got him because he is a charismatic you know figure but we all know that there's a there's an actual government that runs the government you know what i mean and we all know that you know he takes his direction you know 
from from people. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna put quotes around the word around the words powerful people, you know. Um, and at the same time, so I'm gonna end, you know, and at the same exact time, I believe that that um, this system is broken. That well, let me not say the system's broken. The system was made for some, and it was made with the with the intention of excluding excluding others. So the system is working the way it was intended. Let me say that. I will say that um, we need to develop a new system. That this system needs to be torn down. We need a new system. That's my belief. I'm an abolitionist, a revolutionary, all that stuff. With that, I also look at the just transition, meaning what do we have to do in the meantime before we get to um, that? And I think we that one of the tools is voting because we're in a position where policy does impact um, our lives and we're living the impact of policy right now. Everyone's living the impact mm-hmm. of policies right now. So with that, I do believe that voting is a tool, one of the tools in our tool belt, and I'm going to use it. And I'm going to implore that other people use it. Um, I do think that when you vote for someone, it doesn't mean that everything's over. Like voting isn't the end. Right. Like you work to get the people in there that are going to do the work. And then once they're in there, then your work starts to challenge them and push them to do the things that are, you know, beneficial and best for you and your family and your community. So, um, you know, sometimes that's putting your foot, foot on somebody's neck. You know what I mean? Um, petitioning, you know, uh, hopefully we can get back to the streets. Um, having meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, there's all types of, you know, ways in which we can hold folks accountable. Um, And so I just think that now is the time that we need to uh, really strategize for 2024 in terms of like candidates that we really, really want. And in the meantime, I think it is important to vote for Biden because I do think that the Democratic Party controls Biden. And I do think the Democratic Party is as evil <laughs> as the Republican Party. Yet, I think the Republican Party is selling itself and selling people on die for your country. It's time to die for your country. And so that's that's where. That's where we're getting all this, I think. That's where we're getting all this from, you know, um, in terms of the reaction to what's going on is what I'm saying. So hopefully with different leadership, we would see <clears throat> something different. And like I said, that's only a hope because like you mentioned, Brittany, we we are watching white supremacists storm into the state capitol with guns and threaten the the um, governor and block her door and all types of craziness that we just witnessed. You know what I mean? So um, 
with the Democrat in, does it mean that anything, any of that's going to escalate? Probably so. You know what I mean? So anyway, yep. I've been talking a lot. So um, Deja, what are you? No, that was good. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I don't like Biden, but I totally get what you're doing. So I'm going to support it. That's all. I just, I don't like Biden. I don't what like you, him. What would you say if he chose, sorry, my background. Um, how would you feel if he chose like a Michelle Obama or what's another? Wonder, how would you feel if he chose a black Stacey lady as Abram. a vice president? Yes, her. Yes. I would feel like he just chose a black woman I wouldn't feel like it made him better or worse mm. mm-hmm. it's just candidate that that's on brand for him <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it <laughs> it's like it's like get uh, yeah. you like trying to get a feature on his mixtape <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah it's like I, it's, it's nothing to get excited about he doesn't expect bite me I just uh, no I just I don't care I'm like an anarchist at this point I know right <laughs> and that's what's the problem know, right? like why would they give Biden they know nobody don't want to vote for Biden no <laughs> no he's a democrat Trump like it's not better at it's all not, it's mm-hmm. not better but I guess the choice is like with Trump he just put it out there like we about to kill everybody exactly like I guess we can respect that he keeps it 100 that he's stupid and that he's like gonna fuck shit up Biden he's fucking grinning all the time like I don't trust that (laughs) Cheshire cat smile I don't (laughs) I don't it is a Cheshire cat (laughs) but did you see the video with the lady and they asked him did they the reporter was, was on him grilling him and he could. He was bumbling, bumbling. They accused him of Who, rape, Biden or Trump. Biden. They accused him of raping this lady or uh, um, sexually assaulting her. Yeah, that's getting a lot of. It's getting a lot the of. The latest right one. Yeah, I saw that. You saw the reporter like grilling him. No, no I didn't do that. I just saw the story about it. Like uh, I, I read I this Time it. article about the facts of what she's saying and what he did. I don't know. He, he denied the whole thing. Like. He was bumbling through, like, mm. you know, like when somebody, you know, he was guilty. Like, I wish I had the clip. You know, he was guilty because they asked him a question and he stumbled the whole way through. Huh? Who? What? You know? Like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not trying to laugh. And then, then, about a rape and then he know. then he knows his name, nickname is Sleepy Joe. And then they got footage of him fought, like looking like he fell asleep during this, uh, interview he did who was he doing this interview with <laughs> and it was like COVID, and like he has this like head down and he literally looks sleep and like i'm like why is he setting himself up like this is a trump field day you know and sure enough like the next day trump tweets something about sleepy joe like i'm like i can't take this this is too much for me like this is all a joke <clears throat> Every day is like point, but a weird movie. The, the, it's like I go to sleep and then I wake is. up. Like I'll be cool for a minute and then I might stop for like a second. Then I realize like 
I can't go outside. <laughs> outside, scary. Okay, I've, I I really have been waiting all week to ask you guys two more things. Um, have you guys watched Black A- Black AF on Netflix? Yes. <laughs> okay, so does I it think reserve- it's so funny? I haven't. Okay, it's, it is it's funny because so it's like it's satire. Like you have to be okay hmm. with it because it's not real. Like they the kids call the parents dickheads. Like it's not realistic, <laughs> but it's funny as hell. Like I love it. They call him that today. I think. Just, I think it's hilarious. yeah. Whoa! But he is. <laughs> he is. Can you? He is a dickhead. No, can um, you imagine telling that to your parent? <laughs> of course not. I- I could tell my no. dad that probably and yeah think, like i saying my mom no no mom not my mom <laughs> <laughs> no it's so funny like black people are so split on this show like there's some black people who are like look there are black people out here who are living like this it's satire mm-hmm. get over yourself but then there's some yes. black people who are like this is ridiculous i'm so sick and tired of him thinking he speaks for black you know black family like why does he always yeah. have to do this and that and like have them high yellow girls in there like it's just like oh my god I, I'm okay with the fact that there's different type of black people I'm okay with the fact that black people may not like the show I'm just not okay with every time we don't like something about what we each other does we have to vocalize it to the mainstream media or put a a, a like a stat out on it. I don't know. Do they call it stats anymore? Like on Twitter and stuff? What do they call that? When you write a tweet, a tweet or a, um, a Facebook uh, stat or whatever that says like, I hate this or I like that. Like, why do you have to let everybody know how you feel about something? Like, just don't watch it's it. The same, it's the same. <laughs> the the day, Wait, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's just like, I hate to see. And then white people are like, oh yeah, well, what? Black people, new show Black AF comes out and director and producer is taking a lot of flack for his 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 take on the black community. Like, I don't want to hear no white ass um, middle class news reporter talking about what black people do and don't <laughs> like about racial issues. Like, that's, <laughs> so, that's my only beef with the whole thing. Well, isn't that what Martin Luther King died for? <laughs> Essentially, about this because there is an episode on Black as Fuck on Netflix where, like, they're criticizing this um, black movie, and Kenya and his daughter thought it was like a terrible movie, but mm-hmm. his wife and like some of his peers thought it was a good movie. But then when he took it to, like, work to have his, like, his team watch it, like, like, all the Black people in the room, they liked it. And then, like, the white people in the room, they were scared to say that they didn't like it because they didn't want to be considered racist. But it wasn't good. And, like, they were scared to admit it. So (laughs) you guys can be honest, like, it wasn't good. he was like, this is why shit like this keeps getting made is because you guys are afraid to say that it's not good. <laughs> that's so funny. That's real <laughs> funny. That's funny. No, no, that's a good, and that's a good point too. I mean, I guess like, you know, with, when black people say, okay, we're tired of some of these movies, that's fine. But yeah. you are critiquing uh, <laughs> someone's work like that. Like, I, I just feel like, okay, 
you if it's not for you don't watch it like I, I don't know i get tired of this both sides like it's just complaints 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 all right and then after this i'll shut up because i know deja you got something to get into i know pipe you got something to get into and i don't want to steal anybody's thunder but I know Piper, you sent us the um, the ad for Erica Badu and Jill Scott. And I want to ask both of you this Sunday. I want to ask both of you what do what do both of them need to play? Like no matter what, what's the record? That well, they Jill got to play anything anything from Jill Scott's first album is a go, okay. and really anything from like any Erica album is a go. Mm. Like she. And that's why I think Erica might win, like, despite her controversies, like, she's just, she can do whatever. And Jill is kind of in that, she's kind of in a box and she kind of doesn't speak to every generation, although everyone can kind of relate to her because of her poetry and her writing style. But the music that she makes isn't for every generation. Mm. Whereas Erica is like, I don't know. You grow with her. Like you, you understand different things about what she's talking about as you get older. Mm. I don't know. I think Erica's gonna win though. I'm really, I'm excited to see it. I want, I want both of them to win. Yeah, me too. Because that's how I felt about the. It's funny you say that. Like you want both of them to win. That's Mm -hmm. how I felt about the 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 baby face and uh, Teddy Riley pipe. I, I don't know if you saw that, but I did not realize like how much how both of them basically to me ran the 90s 80s and the 90s like those are like must play black records that both of them were playing so like I feel the same thing about Jill Scott and Erica so like I just I'm excited to see it but Pipe I definitely want to know what you feel about what record they should both have to play I mean it's hard to say like one record because like okay first of all I'm gonna just out myself that I'm team Erica (laughs) um just I mean, her whole, she's a soul Aquarian. She, mm-hmm. y'all, I don't know if y'all know, I photographed her for Spin Magazine well, off, her sec- off her second album. I had this designer, Epperson Shouts Out, made her whole outfit for that. And we shot it in the studio. And it was such an amazing, beautiful experience. And that's when her son... Mm seven was just a baby um and came to the studio all day to hang with her um and just her music her vibe her energy i'm team erica like all day long team erica jill scott like i respect jill scott um i appreciate it i remember when jill first came out and she um when when jill first came out she uh you know was like a breath of fresh air you know what I mean? Um, it was during yeah. a time where music was sounding a certain way and she came out with The Roots and The Roots brought her out. That was my first time hearing her. They had brought her on stage and she did like one one song with them. And then um, it was like kind of like she was like a background feature. And then you know how like they let the background like just feature a little bit. And it was like, yeah, it was just kind of they brought her out and everything. So that's how I remember, first remember her. And then her album came out. And I thought her album was cool. Like, I I bought it. I listened to it. It was, you know, I was feeling it. And that original Jill Scott album, like, that's the Jill Scott that I really loved. And it was more of a hip-hop Jill Scott. It was more like, it was more hip-hop flair to it. And I, 
think it was because she was messing with the roots. I think mm-hmm. as her career started to <clears throat> propel itself, I think she dipped more into like the traditional R&B um, bag and that sound like the like the more like um just like it 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 was a bit tame for my um choice so i wasn't really feeling her music like after that first album but erica like to your point deja her music has transformed through time and she stayed the same for real for real but she's learned how to um make her sound you know adaptable and also to her little antics that she does are fun her her costuming you know the way she's always just you know dipping into like some some drip as y'all say you know what i mean just like to make her mm-hmm. be you know what i mean she just transform keep transforming herself so i'm i'm definitely team erica um i remember right before covid is really interesting we were doing our Tuesday nights at Willis Show Bar. And I remember telling um, Drake Pfeiffer that we should do a Jill Scott versus Erica Badu night. So when I saw that, I was like, woohoo, we still get it. <laughs> we still get to have our Jill Scott Erica Badu night, except <laughs> it's brought to us by Swiss Beats. <laughs> Which um shouts out and uh, it's Swiss and Timberland, right? Swiss Beats and Timberland do that series. Yeah, I, I think so, right? Mm-hmm. It's on Live Nation and um it's a thing called um is it what is it called? Queen Tide or something, Queen something. But um Let me see. You, let me see. You sent the thing. Let me look. Yeah. I like, thought it was a good it was a it was a cute advertisement too. Yeah, they use the Betty Shabazz. But that's a part of that um, battle series that they've been doing with the different celebrities. And this one is the Jill Scott um, versus Eric. Femme it forward. Femme forward. Yeah, Femme forward. Um, yeah. Which I think is dope. If y'all go into the Femme forward thing, they have lots of resources for um, for women artists. So that was really dope. I'm going to reach out to okay. them myself. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's Mother's Day. Mother mother's day so it's gonna be um that's that mother's day gonna be out the park yo i know that what i sent y'all i said the internet's fin to be broke right and you told us not to call you said don't call you don't text you don't <laughs> eat leave you Piper what? said, call Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> the internet's finna yeah. be broke. The, them internet's finna be broke. <laughs> internet's finna be done, done, done. I ain't gonna lie, Eric. Eric could bring them out like a like a nineties rapper though, for real. Like mm-hmm. she bring them out. Yeah, because she wow. Wow, like that wild stuff. You know, she you don't know what she gonna do. You don't know what she gonna do. That's very true. You don't know what she gonna wear. You don't know what she gonna look like. You don't know what a piece of equipment she gonna have out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's she's. Speaking of this, Deja, you uh, I know uh, you and Piper talking about some stuff going on with Prince. I, I wanted to hear more about that too. Like you saying- Deja, tell us. <laughs> yeah, so Prince, um, I think it's just for the duration of the quarantine. Team, I'm sorry. 
but he's getting um his own Sirius XM station. And I think David Bowie and like a few other kind of legendary artists are getting their own. One of them is just Prince though. So yeah, he's getting his own. And I think uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, as well as maybe Sheila E put it together. I read about it last week. So I'm like recalling it from memory, but yeah, it's pretty cool. That is super cool. Yeah, and even during all of this, you guys know Questlove has been doing his own live shows on Instagram. So he had like a nine-hour Prince set where he was playing like deep cuts and unheard of stuff and just stuff that Prince produced. He did it for four days, yo. He did that thing for like three days. He did it for four days. Wow. Crazy. I'm looking at Prince's like disco discography and it is (laughs) unreal like well well, after they murdered him i'm sure they went in and stole a bunch of stuff too that too probably but i mean this guy is just let beyond legendary like and i need to i need to actually embrace more prince music like i love prince but i honestly don't know i don't know how to like uh call out songs when I hear them like know them by name title or what album they were on like I need to like really dive into Prince way more so I'm definitely excited about that I know both of you are really huge Prince fans so yeah I mean I love my generation my whole generation like my generation and the one like just next to mine is very much you know that was our what we grew up on you know all the way you know from the first Prince album to controversy, you know what I mean? Like 1999, like so every, mm. you know, all all the way through. So we literally are the same age as like the Prince career, you know what I'm saying? So we we grew up with it. That yeah. was just a much a part of hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then later when even when he rebelled against the label, when he wrote "Slave on His Face," when he you know was teaching mm-hmm. about um being independent and everyone said he was crazy and then when he you know moved to the internet and folks thought he was nuts and then when he you know um basically parted ways with his label and was teaching other people how to do the same and how to you know and then he was mentoring different um artists you know there's a a whole you know generations of artists that he's that he poured into and mentored you know even even through to the people like Sheila E that we love, you know, today or Nick West, you know, guitar player Nick West. Um, if, check out Nick West. She's amazing guitar player. Look her up. She's incredible. Um, she, you know, looking her up now. She was one of the last artists, you know, that he mentored before he passed. I mean, just think he was making so much. When they said when they found. It all him when he went in his house after he they murdered him and they found like all the, this music and these vaults of music and stuff so um he he wasn't any longer giving his music to the uh the label so he has like songs and songs and songs and songs and i really hope that um the people that he wanted to have access to his wealth you know past his death are the ones that are, um, you know, benefiting. I just will say that much. I hear you, Pipe. Mm-hmm. 
What else you got, Deja? I think that's it for my music. I don't know what else to talk about. I mean, once we do Prince, that's pretty. Good. That's pretty legendary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get the show on that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's a great video. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, he just did so much, you know, for the music yeah. industry. You, you know what I mean? So he opened just, up the idea of like I, identity and just mm-hmm. you know opened up the idea of sexuality. He opened up the idea about music business, about creativity, mm-hmm. about working in different genres about not being a uh, place in a box and just being creative and doing, you know, the best you that you could do. You know what I mean? And I think that that is what really people, you know, are holding on to about him the most, you know? Mm. Love it. All right. Well, okay. Well, if we're going to go, that was a pretty good that was a pretty good show. I mean, y'all are so awesome. I love doing this show with y'all. Y'all are so fun. You are too, Pipe. You Me know that. Too. Yeah, I love you both. Yeah. Okay. What are we we gonna have to figure out? Uh listen, people, pick up your mask and your gloves. Please don't throw it on the ground. Like there's a reason that yeah, it's like in the house for like 10 weeks. <laughs> I wanna come out. Um <laughs> but, do y'all have any last words for folks? Oh, well, we said we said that we're going to watch Sunday, the uh, Erica Badu versus Jill Scott. Also, Sunday's Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Happy Mother's Day happy to your mother. Mother's happy Mother's Day. Day. Yeah, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And, um, and, and, and every mother, you know, shouts out to you. And, and for those who have lost their mother, you know, I want to send you some love. If you don't, if your mom isn't with us, if she's passed to COVID or she passed before COVID, I want to send you some love, send you some love, you know, and some comfort and um, just send some, some respect to your mom, send some love to your mom. And for those of you whose mom is sick right now, you can't be with her. If she's in a nursing home, if she's in a position where you can't get to her, um sending her love and sending lots of protection to you and her and ease and comfort to both of y'all and healing if she's dealing with any illness want to send that to you and um for those whose mom is locked up we want to send you some love you know um we want to send you some bail money we want to send you some you know uh energy to to free her you know, we want to send uh, some energy to her case and we want to send some protection to her while she has to be in there. Um, and anybody that's about to be a mom, anybody that's pregnant, that's about to give birth, we want to send y'all lots of love, lots of protection. Congratulations. We hope you have a great pregnancy, a safe pregnancy, a healthy pregnancy. We hope you have everything you need. Um yeah, did I cover all the moms? Yes. I think mm-hmm. that's all the moms. Okay. All right. And so, uh, I think that's the end. We're at the end of our show. And shouts out to Deja for choosing um, the Prince songs that you'll hear. And Deja, what's your social media? 
My Instagram is C A T O R I I T. And then you got to follow our, our podcast page at PC.podcasts on Instagram too. Yep. And we're still that. with Detroit is different. So you can check out the website, DetroitIsDifferent.com or DetroitIsDifferent.net. If you want to hear the episodes and we are streaming on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you can download us in um, Google Play. We're in iHeart Radio and um, Stitcher and a bunch of others um, that we found out. Oh, one last thing. I had to do a little uh, reminder before we go. Purchase the book, Women Rapping Revolution. And it's available on... Yes. Barnes and Noble is available on University of California Press and it's available on Amazon and a bunch of other booksellers. I think you can download it on Kindle. It's available for pre-order right now. Go to any of those sites. Women Rapping Revolution um, is only $25. It's about us and our movement with women in hip hop in Detroit. Check us out. Listen to us every week and we'll see you next week. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.